0: Yo, 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 yo. This evening in the building, we've got French and we've got a super dupe. (laughs) What? Dupe. (laughs) Got a super dupe. (laughs) What was I going to say? Super duper. Super Super duper. (laughs) Super duper. (laughs) Super dupe. Uh, Yo, yo, yo. We've got the super duper dope um, sushi chef and more French with us today. And we have also got the super dupe book. Super? I keep saying super dupe. Super dupe.
1: I mean, hey, that's a shirt. Super right, dupe. exactly. That's it's another shirt.
2: Podcast
1: shirt. <laughs> yep, just like the other one.
0: Oh yeah, true, true, true.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> super dupe. Nah.
0: That's
1: what we're gonna name this episode. I'm gonna do it again yeah, this time, but with confidence. Super dupe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then watch me say super duper. Um, but yeah, yo, yo, yo. Let's see. Okay, so yes, today we have the super duper dope sushi chef uh, French in the building. Good evening. Mm -hmm. Plus, we've got this super dupe, super duper great book uh, called Right Use of Will. Um, And yeah, I'm excited to chat with everyone today. So welcome to All Things Plants. It is the podcast for everyone. If you have a run in with the plant like I am now because I'm smoking cannabis (laughs) in some sort of way daily, these conversations are for you. So we use this podcast as a way to cross paths with many who celebrate the universe of plants. Through our journey of conversations about plants and even some random off-topic real things, we hope that our true human interactions captured in real time can inspire you, teach you, grow you, bring you closer to you, and even closer to Mother Earth, Mama. So join our ATP crew as we chat about all things concerning plants and more. See you inside. Welcome, welcome, welcome! That. All right, all right.
1: So today we got super du- super dupe chef. I guess you can introduce yourself, bro. So I uh, can tell everybody who you are.
2: Thank you, thank you. So uh, I go by French Chef Verde as well. The crowd gave me that, the audience that I entertain, the plant-based community and abroad. Um, I specialize in plant-based sushi. Um, I've had experience with a traditional sushi chef and or family-owned restaurant, and they introduced me to making sushi. Um, after very eagerly wanting to use that as a um, discipline while being a chef. I wanted to know. I wanted to master being able to make sushi. So I developed that skill um, very humbly amongst a family business, which I give thanks to. Um, Shout out to Kotobuki, Norfolk, Virginia. and, um, <clears throat> yeah, um, I do have a sincere approach to f- cooking food. I want us to all always have, um, uh, what would that be? The most authentic experience. Um,
3: uh-huh.
2: and as well as we all know that sushi is appealing, um, uh-huh. And um, to be able to add my own flair to something that is traditionally known to have an artsy touch to it, while um, taste, it just spoke so many things to me and I just, I just saw myself in it. So I was like, yeah, I definitely wanna explore this realm. Um, though that is just a small portion of chefing.
1: Um, mm-hmm. So I got I got a question. So sushi, yes, I mean, usually known as an Asian dish, correct. Um, so how did like how did how did you get into sushi?
2: Or, uh, or how how did it become a thing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so my partner and myself, we love sushi dates, and we racked up on some, you know, date. And those those bills were, you know, <laughs> yeah. a little intimidating over time. For sure, for I sure. was like, dang, I need stock in here. <laughs> yes. But um, yeah, cause like, yeah, you know, that's like a easy hundred dollars oh, just yeah. to just, you know, enjoy that. Um and um yeah, I that was actually our first date we Mm. we created sushi in her house and and yeah that was and her mom uncannily just or candidly just took this picture of me at the table making the sushi and to this day like i'm actually you know professional sushi chef so that came full circle so that was the beginning that was the that was our very first time spending time together to say that we were going to go on a date and we made our own sushi and then how many years ago was that that was 2012 so we're 2000 that was 11 years ago oh man
0: wow yeah full That's circle crazy.
2: full circle so it, it started there it started with just a date yes and then 2019 after um going to kotobuki and we had a date there and Going to where? I'm sorry. Kotobuki, that was probably like our sixth date that year. Um, it, I won't forget it. It was in May. Um, no, or April. April or... Yes, it was in April. And... Because um, I started the first week of May. So... Um, we That was the same year, the first Something in the Water came out. Mm-hmm. And so 2019. Um, and... May, that's when I joined the staff of Kotobuki side-by-side, um, side, a master sushi chef of 17 years. Mm. Mm. So, yeah. Okay, so so when between the date
1: and that moment, were, were you already thinking about making this a business thing? Were you already on the
2: path, or just... To be honest, no, it was not even um, business-wise. I think it was just more innocent of just saying, like, I really, I know food was her love language, mm-hmm. and I wanted mm-hmm. to speak to her. I wanted to effectively communicate, you know, show and prove that well, like, right. I could do that. Super dope. That's yeah. beautiful.
0: That's that beautiful. And Kotobuki is real. Have you ever been to that sushi restaurant? No, I haven't. It's right here in the neighborhood. Okay. Yeah, and they've got um, some of the most creative... Uh, Plant based rolls out here in regards to restaurants yep. before we have what we have now Chef Verde coming out with his super dope sushi rolls. Yes. Um, most places that you go to for sushi, um, when it comes to veggie rolls, you're going to get um, avocado cucumber roll, sweet potato, sweet potato tempura. Uh, you might get one that has some seaweed salad, so seaweed salad, asparagus, cucumber, yep. and some avocado. <laughs> And then uh, you get the oshinko, the the pickled, it's like a pickled root. Yeah. Yeah. So at Kotobuki, they had um, several rolls, but one of them had oyster mushrooms Mm. and like a mango sauce. You know, they had some Mm, very creative type sushi rolls. You
1: know, that's why I don't eat a sushi a lot, because they don't have a whole bunch of options for me.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Usually when I I, I like, I I want some sushi. Then I go look at the menu and be like... I really feel like paying money for it. That's the only thing I'm about to eat on the menu. Yeah. Nah, then I just usually skip over and just go find something else to eat mm-hmm. because of that same reason, especially when I, after I stopped eating meat. So, yeah, really just cut all
0: my options down mm-hmm. way out the way. So, so, yeah, you've got some options now. Let's uh, share one of your favorite roles that you love to make. My favorite
2: that is just, I believe, is very refreshing, mm-hmm. is very, it hits all notes, um, In its simplicity as well.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. It's called, well, I named it um, Midori, which is Japanese for the color green. Okay. And um, it consists of avocado, cucumber, ginger, and vegan chicken strips that Dr. Prager's used to make. But they discontinued them, actually, unfortunately. However... Mm. That just made me an even better chef, because now I still want to be able to make that role mm-hmm. that i you know when you ask me that's what I want to say, so mm-hmm. i you know I gotta make sure I can continue to produce that right. so um yeah that that is my go to role actually mm-hmm. um because
3: <clears throat>
2: though it does not have the wasabi, I just feel like it has a synergistic message from. The, you know, chicken is on the land, but of course we're talking about vegan chicken. Mm. Um, but then you have, you know, the seaweed, that's the ocean, your rice is from the land, your avocado grown on the land, cucumber grown on the land. It's, I think it's. It's a really great balance, and it just has a very sophisticated taste overall. Mm. And it, it's still to the palate of, traditional sushi. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. It sounds good.
2: Yeah, I don't like cucumber.
0: So oh, whenever yeah, I hear cucumber, right.
1: I'm like, ah. yeah. I'm just, yeah, man. I've tried it a bunch of different ways. I have mm. tried cucumber fresh out of the ground. I mean, I have tried it all kind of ways.
0: Oh, you know I just what? can't do it. There is a lemon cucumber that um, a farmer in, I think, Surrey grows. Mm. That would be really good in one of your sushi dishes. Maybe we can mm. collaborate and make a roll with the lemon cucumber. I can think of some cool things that we could impart. Uh, but that um, that uh, lemon cucumber, when you bite into it, it tastes like a fresh glass of, like... Lemon juice with a hint of cucumber. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, when I hear that,
1: I just no, I'm joking, but yeah, okay. I just cucumber is so overpowering to me. That's why
0: we don't want nobody to vomit tonight. So, <laughs> chef, can you tell I us about joke. a roll that you have that doesn't contain <laughs> cucumber?
1: I don't mind
2: me. Yes. I, <laughs> however, I did want to speak on that real quick because I I've discovered that you know you can technique something to taste almost sometimes and I what I mean by that for example um depending on the cut mm-hmm. and depending on the 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 what do I want to say okay the sh- shapes involve taste and shape or cut i guess let's let's just go there cuz geometrically mm-hmm. sh- fruits and vegetables are designed to geometry right mm-hmm. so okay when you can actually, uh, let's just say you have a um, a baller, a melon baller. When you taste watermelon from a melon baller, it's so different from the actual taste of a just a normal slice of yeah. watermelon.
3: Hmm.
2: And then when you, for me, when I pre- when I prep the cucumber, I julienne peel the cucumber so when you can give a similar shape to what it originally is mm-hmm. yet you you change the proximities that changes the taste in your whole experience behind it period that's pretty interesting I never I never
1: even knew or thought about
3: mm-hmm.
1: that like you know I mean cause I guess I, Simplicity thinking, I'm thinking that whatever it is, it tastes like that. Right. You know what I mean? And only the only way that's going to change, if I change it myself, I add something to it, mm-hmm. or I put it, or I cook it a certain way, or whatever the case is, maybe I can change the flavor that way. But I never thought about that part of it. You know what I mean?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: The shape of it. Yeah, the shape and how you, I guess, remove the food from, or, you know I mean, cut it, or slice it, or separate it, or whatever the case is. That's pretty mm-hmm. interesting
2: it changed my perspective on food period And that that honestly made me think that there's more that's the there's more there's a mystery to you know of course pairing and creating flavors of things when you can discover what hasn't been discovered yeah um mm-hmm. so yeah that's the mysticism behind a little bit of that yeah. I can
0: see that applied to some things. Like I, the first thing that comes to mind is having a falafel wrap. Like we discussed mm. earlier, mm-hmm. I like cucumbers in my falafel wraps. Um, some people make it with pickles, mm-hmm. but for those that make it with cucumbers, I would rather have diced cucumbers in mm. my falafel wrap versus, let's say, shredded mm. cucumbers or julienne cucumbers. I want them diced.
2: Exactly mm. preference.
0: Uh, or if I'm having, um, or even the tomatoes. You like tomatoes?
1: I do, but I, I, do, I don't like them on certain things in certain ways.
0: I'm with you on that one. Yeah. So I, I think you and I both are probably really particular with how they're cut. Yes. So like in a salad, you know, I I, I would prefer diced tomatoes versus you taking a beefsteak tomato and slicing it thin and round. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> like, nah. Player. I'll take the whole, like, little cherry tomato before I taste, like, mushy or thin oh, yeah, nah. tomato. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'll... And I'll, I need I'll my prepare. cherry
0: tomatoes cut in half or quartered. I'm that particular. Yeah.
1: Man, I I feel you, but mm-hmm. I will
0: do both. You know what I'm saying? But
1: I have to, like... then I, I'm saying thinking about, like, when I when I eat a whole one like that, I got to put a whole lot of other greens and stuff on the fork. Along with the whole, I don't like it when it's just true. mostly that. You know what I'm saying? That and a little bit of, like, nah, I got to have it.
2: If it's a cherry yeah. tomato, grape tomato, in that form,
1: mm-hmm.
2: when they're steamed, that expression and flavor comes out so much more.
1: Have I ever had steam? steamed don't
2: think tomatoes? Steamed tomatoes
1: would change your life. I don't think it ever has steamed tomatoes, especially little grape
3: tomatoes.
0: I can I can see that because cooked tomatoes in it within itself is just a different flavor. It's like it increases the depth, the sweetness, and it's not as for me, it's like a watery thing. Like raw tomatoes yeah. are just like it reminds me of a Nordstrom shoe. There's always some not Nordstrom, <laughs> a, a North what's it called? Nine West. It reminds me of a Nine West shoe. <laughs> Nine West shoes are always missing that element. It's like you could have added like an extra t- one or two centimeters to the hill and the shoe would be perfect, <laughs> but it's always missing something. So that's what tomatoes are kind of like for me. I think I've only had one – I think it's only been once I've had a cherry tomato where I'm like, oh, my God, this really tastes like a fruit and it's delicious. Everything else is just like mm. – but I still, I, I still like to have it, but it has to be such a tiny amount. Mm-hmm. Because it's difficult to find tomatoes that taste really good on my palate. I'm excited about traveling out the world and trying some tomatoes from different places, like maybe Italy or something, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you yeah. know?
2: Mexico, too. Yeah, I'm Ooh, not big on tomatoes. Never thought about I... that, Mexico.
0: Oh, yeah, because of the salsas and stuff you know? like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. Y'all they ever had work. tomatillo? It looked like a tomato. <laughs> no, How you pronounce that. it? Tomatillo? Tomatillo? I don't even know. You know uh, what I'm talking about?
2: I was thinking Mio, like at the end, like Tama Mio. Is it Tama Mio? Don't you know what it looks line. like, right? <laughs> <laughs> um
0: not not on this moment, not on the spot. I am the only one tonight that knows about the Tamatillo. Yeah, what's the Tio? T O M A T I L L O. It looks like that. Okay. Yeah, they still have the leaves
2: around it.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen,
0: them. I've I've seen been, them. Yeah, those are familiar. They yeah. use it to make a salsa verde. Salsa verde. Yeah, yeah I've
1: seen those. Uh, usually, the Asian market, they have those.
2: Mm, true, yes.
1: So, uh,
0: tomatillos, sometimes called husk tomatoes, are a staple in Mexican cuisine. The small, round green fruit is a member of the nightshade family and comes from a plant of the same name. They look almost like unripe green tomatoes, except tomatillos are wrapped in a dry, papery, corn-like husk.
1: Mm. Hmm. Thank you. Yes. Hmm. I've seen those. I just never knew it was the other name.
0: Yeah. Have you ever used tomatoes in your sushi?
2: Actually, yes. How? So, traditionally, I wanted to make sure that the texture for the spicy tuna was going to be just as good as the real tuna but when i make the vegan version i discovered that you can steam the tomato peel the skin back release the seeds and now you have this pulpy really good texture of a tomato mm. and so you add your sesame oil your sriracha and you you now have vegan Spicy tuna from tomato. Mm.
3: Mm.
2: However, I furthered my research Mm -hmm. um, and I discovered that watermelon actually works even better.
0: Yes. Yeah. Mm.
2: So, yes. And for the Najarity that I just posted, that was a tomato. Um, Oh, I got to pull it up. It looks like a tuna on top of the Sushi Rice. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it might be in my stories now. I mean, well, just highlights. Perfect time to plug your, plug your social media for everyone. Oh, yes, everyone. Official Verde the menu. You can find me there. Um only account, by the way. The only. Yes. The only official account. The official. <laughs>
0: Uh, Let's see, we got, uh, so if you check out his stories right now, we've got delicious sushi tacos. So I rolled up this weekend to uh, Desmond's Island Soul Grill. It's a local um, vegan Guyanese restaurant. And when I got there, I saw a chef there uh, about to take a break and he hadn't eaten all day. So you know how chefs do. It's like... (laughs) I'm about to eat whatever I got here. Might even get a little creative <laughs> with my break. Because at, you know, at the soul, you're an artist, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, so uh, I saw some crunchy little nuggets of oyster mushrooms sitting on a countertop made um, by the chef, uh, Siobhan, over at uh, Desmond's. And I think it was the spicy ones, right? Mm-hmm. So he had the oyster mushrooms sitting there and had a taco that he had Um, Started on, and I think, is it deep-fried seaweed? Deep-fried
2: tempura seaweed.
0: Ah, deep-fried tempura seaweed. That's what the taco shell is made out of. Mm. It's amazing. So we have that filled with some steamed rice, um, some veggies like shredded carrots and cucumbers, or is it julienne?
2: Julienne,
0: yes. Yep, so julienne, uh, let's be proper, okay? (laughs) Julienne cucumbers, julienne carrots. Um... Did you have anything else on there? Did you have peppers or anything? (coughs) Yep. The cannabis is real. So (laughs) I I was like, yo, those oyster mushrooms look like they would be so dope Um, on that taco. Can you please put them on there? And would you mind giving me a piece? Because that looked good. Matter of (laughs) fact, I would buy this off of you, but I couldn't buy it because he was hungry. But. We're friends and friends share. And I was thankful that he decided to share with me that day. Um, That taco was amazing.
2: And vice versa, your juice that you shared was amazing.
0: Oh, yes. Thank you. Much gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. That juice was pretty good. And this sushi taco was just um, everything a person would want. But they don't know that they want when they say they want sushi.
2: That was an accurate description. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Like, I'm gonna clap that up for that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: for real. Yeah, you're welcome. I gotta hey. take a restroom break. We can get a
1: guess,
3: good we flow
1: board talking. Yeah, we
2: keep
3: on talking and shit. Oh. Uh, well, until she gets back. You know. The... Um, oh, I know. I got me plugged in. <laughs> <laughs>
1: About to say, I had something I was about to say, but
3: it
2: just did it have to do with the uh, um, seaweed by chance. Oh, yeah. Mm.
1: What is tempura? Okay, what is tempura seaweed?
2: So, tempura is a specific batter.
1: Okay,
2: yeah, yeah. Like the tempura shrimp. Exactly. Okay. So, yep, that's the fry batter for... Um, or traditional Japanese frying batter. Okay,
1: so when you take tempura, seaweed, it's just seaweed covered with
2: that? Correct. Okay. Yep, and the seaweed, of course, mm-hmm. is so... Oceany, but... Mm-hmm. It almost... This, honestly... <laughs> uh... When you fry that seaweed, cause you know, what 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 are we frying seaweed for? Like yeah, like. <laughs> I, when, I, when I when I
1: hear it, I like frying seaweed, right. and I was like, what? but then when she showed me the, the photo, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, it makes sense. But I would figure like it's too, so thin, like how would you even fry that? You know what I mean? Out of all things.
2: <coughs> so yes, actually works very well. Okay, and um. I've discovered that the less you use, um, the faster it can be um, produced. But the more you um, use, it looks more like a chalupa. Like, when you say more, is it, I guess like layered on top
1: of each other? Um, or just like a sh- the longer the sheet, I guess you could say?
2: <coughs> so, the, when the seaweed makes contact with the actual mix, the frying mix, if I push it down, it'll more of it will stay to the seaweed. Okay. But if I don't like push it down,
3: mm-hmm.
2: just kinda give it a little encouragement and then okay. just pick it up, it fries faster and it and it it works better for me. I I guess I'm, I'm giving away my little tips Se- and tricks yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of the chef yeah, chefing yeah. of it. But um I the actual way that I like to make it is to have enough on it because that gives it the color, the texture, um, that you will want to hold and feel when you're um, having like that taco experience. Because I'm making a sushi version of it, yes. so I'm I want to keep it as close close as to possible. The, yes,
1: that's, that's that's pretty smart, man. And I, I, when I saw the photo, I was like, oh, like that sound. that
2: looks actually pretty pretty good, man. Yeah, it is good. It, I'm not gonna lie to you, like. It is a dream food come true that's dope, man, that's dope um
1: before she come back so so she knows more about you than i do so i'm I'm speaking from a person that i'm I'm trying to figure out like where, you know what i'm saying it? so um i guess how did how did the sushi thing turn into a bit? at what point did it okay. turn into business, or
2: that you knew that hey, i wanna do this mm so um, that's a good question um Before I was, before I had even acquired the job, uh, kotobuki, I was already doing verde. I just hadn't done sushi yet. Okay. So what kind of what kind of stuff were you doing at first? So I was doing um, what I want. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I was back then doing like the Beyond Burger making it my own spin on it. Yeah. Um just decking those out. Um I would of course have some um really amazing smoothie options. Um always vegan? Always was vegan.
1: Yes. Okay, what? Well, well
3: at least um, you
0: were decking it
1: out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah for <coughs> sure. I mean if you, I mean goes to say
0: everywhere else has beyond burgers now. It's like you want our cheese, vegan cheese, beyond burger, ketchup, pickle. Yeah so, so Give us a burger. What was one of your decked out? I'm glad you asked. Because
2: the, <laughs> they were they were decked out. So this this one is called the Le Purp- Le Purple Royale. And I kinda it kinda came from a little bit of pulp fiction, the mm-hmm. name um mm-hmm. for it. Uh but it it went like um per, um purple onion. I don't call them red onion. Okay. <laughs> um Sereno pepper. Um, <laughs> uh, sm- smoke provolone vegan, uh, the Beyond Burger, uh, apricot jelly, hmm. um, and kumato, tomatoes. The kumatoes, uh, um, um, the name sounds familiar. I yes. can't
1: picture picture them in my
2: head, but yeah. So they're like the brown, reddish, and green, mm. small tomatoes. Yes. Yeah, okay. Um it just all the all the flavors were rich to me and respectable in their own manner Mm -hmm. and when they all came together it was just like this is the proper royale like and when you had that like honestly my first customer he purchased one Mm -hmm. and an hour later he called back and ordered another that's dope and his friend they both so, that was amazing. That's um, dope. But yeah, that was that was a little something something that I was doing with the burgers. Now to this day, though, I have come up with my own burger mm-hmm. um, formula. That's non no story, um, so I can continue those things because dope. very recently I started paying attention a little bit more to the natural flavor concept. Okay. That they're putting, I mean, you know, like when you read these things that they oh, yeah, quote vegan. Right okay. And the natural flavors write, that they use, it's not natural.
3: Yeah. 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 So, so
2: you're familiar, and I'm, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of us, we, we're in a time where we, it's the age of information. Nothing, all truths are coming out. We're lear- we're learning things, and we want the best to put inside of our temples. You yep. know, we all, would they're still respected. Respectable people like ourselves that, you know, mm-hmm. so, yeah, um, those things matter to me. And I feel as a chef that I always want to have my integrity and my just my game plan for how I I want my honesty and my art to be revealed at any point in time um, with no regrets. Yeah like
1: whole uh, yeah that makes sense i um so i so you went from the burgers and -hmm. then how the transition go from burger that 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 type of cooking to the sushi
2: okay so yeah um oh yeah i was making quesadillas i was making a little bit of everything still but yeah like the um but you wasn't making sushi though right? yeah no the sushi the sushi was
1: just the date in the beginning Okay. And, right. All right. So, so make sure I understand. You have Verde before the sushi date. Right. Okay. And then no, no, no,
2: no. The, Actually, the date
1: was before Verde ever uh-huh. became a Okay. Yeah. So then the date happened. Then Verde, and then Verde just end up. You, I guess during this time you were still doing sushi because
2: it was the same. You know, what I mean that's how it started with you and. It. I picked it up because, input it applied it to Verde because I just felt okay. like you know what. Honestly, through my sushi journey and career, mm-hmm. um, from start to where I am now, um, and I'm just keeping it a band, because mm-hmm. uh, like I said, shout outs to my you know, humble beginnings, however, I knew that because I'm a plant-based, I've been plant-based for, this is year 13 for me, though? Wow and um, Round of applause for that respect. Round of applause yeah. for that and um i didn't like what i saw and i knew that integrity mattered for quoting vegan food or plant-based food mm-hmm. those things really you know when i when i discovered hey i was still consuming msg mm-hmm. i was still consuming these things and I'm like, you know, I I rock with the full version of being able to say like, we have, we have authenticity, a hundred percent like plant-based, plant-based. Like right. there's nothing else. Like yeah. in, and I, I actually, it's sensitive to me because it happened throughout my career mm-hmm. working for other people as well. Like they saying that they're selling something that's plant based, mm. but it's not all the way. Yeah. And it's like, so I wanted to make sure that that option was available and above and beyond standards. For people that like, really care. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Those standards yep. matter. Yeah. Because a lot of people only care about the
1: the label of it. right? You know what I mean? They want to make sure they want to feel like they're eating he- healthy. So they go for the all natural ingredients or, you know what I mean, the all natural things in there. And you know what I mean? Or like you said, the, the plant-based stuff is not really plant-based. Yeah. You know exactly. I mean? um, yeah. So I, I, I feel that.
0: Um, yeah. We so love that. We love a clean chef.
1: Yeah. Just real Respect. plant-based. All right. So to keep it
2: plants, <coughs> why why plant-based? Oh yeah. It, and that's why we had all things planned. Cause this is really like, yeah, like let's shout out ATP. We that, that was the process that was happening. You know, life every day I'm helping out doing something. It's like we doing our photosynthesis exercise, but like
3: mm-hmm.
2: that ATP, um actually let me not go too in depth in that right now in this mm-hmm. moment. That's the we <laughs> oh, yes. I feel you. I let feel me you. stay on track. Yeah. Um <laughs> Um, so actually, what, what so was
1: because <coughs> he's like you said plant based. So I was asking you like why, like why, why the shift to the plant based? What's the for you okay. personally like? What, what's the importance? Yes. Or why, why, why the change? Or why the shift?
2: Um, actually, that's that goes full circle back to that sensitivity word that I mentioned. Um, when I discovered that I should be eating healthier. Um, May 2010 or 11. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Mother's Day, actually. And I ran into somebody I grew up with, and they were like, hey man, you know you eating pork? And I was like, nah, this is just some fruit snacks. He was like, nah, you eating pork? And I'm like, wow, what you mean? Like, he was like, yeah, look that word up. Gelatin. Right there. And we looked it up. And I discovered and I was just like, wow. And what I did in that very moment, I just <laughs> took them and I tossed, them. I just launched them. Wow. I mean, Not even tossed, I launched them in that. I just didn't want that energy to, I didn't want the deception. I didn't know that I was being, you mm-hmm. know. Were you um, not
0: eating pork at that time?
2: Um. Actually, yes. Ironically, I something intuitively around that time, uh-huh. I just fell back. Um my first job was at Foot Locker and um well f- official job um and um the the manager he was from Brooklyn and you know I think he you know he grew up in that era where it was just like nations of gods on earth and you know or Islam like we they were big on culture and Knowing what the temple was, so he was like, "You eat pork," and I was like, "I mean, it's just a little. This is like, I'm the, I was like eating like a, a sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit from Wawa, and I was like, it's just a little something <laughs> or whatever." He was like, "Oh," um, he started saying something. Oh, it's, you don't want it. I don't. Whatever he say, he he won't rockin' with the pork, but yeah. then, I don't know if he like. I don't know if it was a seance or something, but my stomach just rocked the next day. I was like not feeling well, like, I, and I knew it was the pork, and I was just like, yeah, I'm not eating this no more, like. Mm,
0: so the power of awareness. It, it
2: took it out. Same thought
1: I was, I was yeah, having. Yeah, like dad. he
0: helped raise your vibration, and at yeah. mm-hmm. that vibration, your body is like up.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. I swear, man. I think if people would be, have a, a certain amount of awareness about what they eat, yeah. they would, you would know what's wrong with you when you have your ailment. Mm-hmm. You, would, you would be in tune to like why you have the headache or why you have the stomachache. Because I think a lot of times it happens to people, and they put it off on something else. Or they just yeah. won't, even, they won't, even think, they won't even think about the food. Like I got a headache, or maybe they'll blame it. They'll look everywhere else you know what I mean, except for the food that they're consuming, right. mm-hmm. to what's going on with them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that awareness. Right up under their nose. <laughs> right up under their nose, literally. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: literally. And you knew it was the pork.
2: Yup. So, yeah, those... Yeah, I just... The, the discovery of like, wow, I'm poisoning myself and, mm-hmm. and I can actually feel it. Like, that's not something I'm gonna help my body do. Mm-hmm. Um...
0: Was that the first situation you had like that, having an awareness about the effect meat had on your body?
2: No. um, Because my parents, um, well, I'll speak for my mother because that's who raised me. Um, Her father, (coughs) big, Big John from the Harbor, was 750. Fifty three pounds. Ooh. And when he fell to the ground, he needed people to help him. He needed five strong men to pick him up. God damn. So, and I just saw that, and I was just like, "Yo, I'm not. I'm not going. <laughs> that's that's not gonna be my future. That's I'm good. seeing it now." I know, I know, I know. Like right. that's not something that's not living. And um, but he was very respected. Like I, I don't know. Like it's interesting. I, yeah. Like, characters so character, the characters carry more weight. I I, I would assume. <laughs>
1: like no, nah, I mean well. No nah, man. <laughs> but he yeah.
0: had one hell of a personality. Yeah. Essence about himself. Yeah. yeah. Had
1: to. Yeah. It's crazy how things can send us in either direction. How we either follow suit. Mm-hmm. Or we can go the total opposite way by seeing something like that. Because
2: somebody else
3: mm-hmm. living close
2: to him might have followed the same eating habits. And you know what? That's exactly... you're. See, we're discovering everything about Verde tonight. Um, because my mom raised me single parent, home. Um, and then, you know, my grandfather, rest in peace, um, 2004, he passed away at 64. Um, but mm-hmm. like my mom was still eating like that and she would start going to hospital and I'm like, well, if you're going to be going to the hospital, no one's going to be raising me. You know, I got new sisters. Like I need you mom. Like you, I love you. I need you. Like you're my mother. And, um, it, that, that was the birth of Verde. It was, you know, I'm, I made sure my mom was taking her medicines. I'm making sure, I I saw that she, you know, she make she loves. My mom still eats like this to this day, even mm-hmm. though I still do what I can, um, mm-hmm. to help influence that. But, Learn. um, you know, she. She doesn't eat the healthiest foods, and mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I had to. I had to make my own food because she wasn't, you know what I'm saying, like going to do such because uh, she was making what she was making. Mm-hmm. So in high school, I decided to become plant-based. <laughs> so In high I, school? In high school. Ma'am,
0: you were really aware. Yeah. That's great. You wow. might ask how old are you
2: now? I'm 29.
0: Dope, okay.
2: Yeah. So 2012, I graduated high school. Um, But, yeah, I had to, in... Um, my 10th grade year, they just remodeled the culinary department for the high school. So I was like, oh, I get to eat twice a day. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I can eat. Let's
3: go. Like,
2: so, but of course I needed to make my own food for myself to eat. And, um, but I wanted to eat to live. So I had to, you know, do, you know, but yeah, that was the, that was the journey of, how I got into this space and time, um, what ushered me into this chef that I am. Word. And it was from the heart. Mm-hmm. It was always from the heart. Like. Word. So that's word. why I went with the word verde, cause you know, representing that heart chakra the color green. Um so I guess so verde means green? Yes. Ver- verde is um actually Spanish or more or less moorish latin and italian for the color green mm-hmm.
0: mm. oh, yeah the italian part mm-hmm. mm. i wasn't aware of the moorish aspect either
2: moorish latin well spanish is moorish latin okay and you know spanish and arabic which you know would we're now talking about Biblical stuff, or even before you know, just the land and the people. Mm-hmm. Um, because land and language go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, our people, Moors, Moorish people, have you know, get we speak dialects, we're all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. we, yeah, so. I, I just felt like with the fact that I'm making all types of food all over the world, I'm touching all four corners, it doesn't matter what, I, I love food, like mm-hmm. I'm a foodie. Wow. And I'm yeah, going to make it plant-based. That's dope. Yes. Shout out to the foodies. That was dope.
0: Yes. That was, uh, yeah, I'm so glad that you guys get the opportunity to be introduced to this dope chef. I've been wanting to work with him for a while. been wanting to work with him. And Shala for a while because they're both super dope in the plant field. So, you guys are having an opportunity to get to know um, someone I really look up to uh, and appreciate as a human and a creator.
2: And honestly, lii am going I I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna shed that light back to you. I'm gonna share that same <laughs> everything because L was in a game before me and she had angry cock. The angry cock. Let me let me.
0: The angry cock. Yes. yes.
2: She been putting it down and was before Verde and completely inspired Verde and myself, my partner, like with, you know, just from she had the cookies, the the lemonade, the
0: pineapple habanero lemonade
2: that you never had, but you needed and you Mm -hmm. didn't even know you need. That's when you know you got something. When you when you you have it and you like I didn't know I need that and it was created out of the mysticism of Elle and her parents mm-hmm. <laughs> like just manifesting this amazing concoction like mm. she is a five star juicer five star mixologist like hey. I'm thinking about it's funny. The sister that won uh what was that show on netflix with the drinks um drink masters master? oh keep? i don't
0: know Ma- yeah I, I, okay
2: okay I think yeah I seen
0: it. googling mm-hmm. it
2: her the sister lp won from dc
3: mm-hmm.
2: so l you know the, the woman mm-hmm. been <clears throat> winning with the mixology like and there's a sister in um atlanta that has a spot, um, and she's a mixologist mm. as well. Like, mm. the, like, the woman has been, like, y'all been doing y'all thing. Like, so, I, actually, I want to hear about the, the angry dick, the angry, <laughs>
3: what's <laughs> it called?
0: What it? The angry cock.
1: Yeah, well, I, I'm not hip to the angry cock. You know, you didn't tell me about the angry cock. Yeah. What's that? Well, what was that?
0: You'd be cocky if you were this raw, too. <laughs> that's the tagline. Word. Yeah, it's a plant-based. It's a. It is a plant-based company. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a plant-based company that's badass, and it inspires a badass three out of people um, to be real and true because the CEO is real and true, and she's been told that by her being real and true, her friends are inspired to be more themselves. So it's a brand that's about inspiring people to be more themselves, and also bringing dope-ass flavors of plant-based foods. To the people, so it began with a lemonade and cookie line, um, and the lemonades were handcrafted. And
2: you had to get both. You had to get both. Okay.
1: Well, I oh see. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> so, hold on, you, you you going too fast. So
1: oh. It originated from hold on. So I, right. <laughs> what what exactly is the Angry Cock? It said it's. it's At a- the
0: very base, if I'm talking to an investor, it's a food and beverage company.
1: Okay. Yeah. And it started with the cookies and.
0: Mm Mm-hmm, Lemonade.
1: That was a separate brand, a separate path? Uh, That was something before this came along?
0: Oh, yeah, this started probably back in, um, I don't know. I have everything written down, but, like, I don't know, like, 2000, maybe 16, Mm -hmm. maybe something like that. Mm -hmm. And it started in the house. And um, I was making juice one day and was like you know what i want to make lemonades so mm-hmm. i purchased a hydraulic press to squeeze lemonades and came up with a really dope flavor pineapple habanero lemonade mm. so the goal was to make these um artesian style lemonades that had super dope flavors mm-hmm. that you couldn't find anywhere mm. okay
2: accomplished okay for, for, Check for, for. checkpoint, checkpoint. So you know
0: what now <laughs> it makes sense why i'm really good at making juice though I've been a mixologist. You've been Thank there. Thank you. I've been Shed light. <laughs>
2: mm, yes.
0: Oh wow, that's, that's pretty dope. cool. So yeah, you, so you've
1: been mixing stuff up for, uh, for a while.
0: Yeah, I had contracts in several businesses. Uh, one particular one, uh, shout out to House of Consciousness on 35th Street in Norfolk. Ooh. ooh. Jaconi Cafe. Go check them out. They've got vegan food. The vegan Kush Pockets, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Kush Pizza. Kush pizza, Kush nachos, <gasps> yeah. So check them out. That's dope. That's a good um, so yeah, they were one of my um, clients, and they would purchase so many batches of lemonade because they were selling out. That's
1: crazy. Yeah, they see, came. You've in been 60 out here. You've been out here for a minute in these streets doing that thing thing, huh? Oh yeah. Yeah. See, I, I
0: ain't new to this. I'm, I'm, I'm getting. I'm this. getting to know her. <laughs>
1: just you know, what I'm saying. <laughs> getting to know you as well, so that's yeah. dope. I love to, I love to hear like the origins of how things came to be. Mm-hmm. Those kind of things inspire me, and um, it's, it's super intriguing to me. Um, yeah, because everybody has a different path, and the why is always is some might be similar, but never the same. Mm. Everybody's yes. story and walk is different, and for at different times for different reasonings, and you know what I mean. And um, I like to shed light on that, like I, well, I find value in shedding light on that. I mean, it, that I'm is thinking. valuable yeah absolutely because right. yeah, you know I mean it, it could happen anytime any shift in life could happen for so many reasons and mm. we won't, sometimes things that get started and we don't even know what it's about to spiral into mm. you know what I mean you can you can start yeah. with one like I don't, I'm gonna do this but then you look 10 years 10 years down the line and you're like damn like this came a long way from where <laughs> what I thought it was gonna be or my you know what I mean my mm-hmm. original intentions were so
0: Wow, yeah. we've got some dope brands, and I yes, think we do. you know collaborating together in different ways we can definitely um bring it to a lot of people.
2: oh, that's what the people want, and we always yeah. gonna bring it to' Mhm We've been doing it, and we we don't have a reason to stop
0: y'all are, y'all can trust us y'all yes. can trust that All when y'all come plants. to us, you're gonna get flavor that is the key. Ooh. Anybody that I work with when when it comes to food. Their food has flavor. I just want to make that so, so, so clear. Flavor. Flavor Flavor is very important. Like when I had that sushi taco, um, I'm going to tell you what that was like. Sit back. Light a J. (laughs) Relax. And if you don't smoke, pull out a drink. If you don't drink, get you a glass of water with some lemon. So this taco, oh, my God. So you take a bite, and initially you hear that. You know, that that crack, so that's texture. There's nothing worse than getting a hard taco, and that joker is soggy. You know the corn tortilla? Don't nobody want that. <laughs> so it's like, um, the texture was perfect, so that was great, it was nice and crunchy. Then as soon as you bite through that, your teeth, and you know, it's like uh, your tongue hit the rice. And it's soft and it's not crunchy. You know how y'all go to Chipotle sometimes and they forget to cook the rice fully? So you get in this burrito and it's like, oh, I'm suffering through the whole thing (laughs) because the rice ain't fully cooked. It's parboiled. Parboiled. Shut up. Boil your water. Boil your rice. (laughs) taste test your rice before you put it on the line. <laughs>
2: Yo, facts. And ironically, <laughs> I'm literally having flashbacks. I know you still giving the description. Yeah. I worked for the rest of the tour of Chipotle before. So we like we had to provide y'all the best experience when it came to a Chipotle. So I do understand <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm gonna just say that. Even though the rest of the tour was the rest of the tour. Mm-hmm. High standard, super, you know. Um, of course, the one around the corner, not so great. I mean, That any- was the
0: one that had the rice that was um, not fully cooked. Yeah. You know, I went to Charlottesville the next day. Theirs is usually always on point. I'm not, I don't really supposed to be eating dairy, but shorty got queso that day. Their queso was popping. Mm. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Um, but yeah, their rice was fully cooked. So I, I used to work at a Dodger's chicken. And in Dodger's chicken, when you prepared like the fried chicken, there was like a number you would hit. And that number had the preset time for the appropriate cook time for that chicken. Mm-hmm. So every time the batch would come out the same. So I'm curious at Chipotle, are you able to share or not? Was their rice method automated or were was it not?
2: Uh do I remember oh yeah, I made the rice. I seasoned it. Um we it was a big yeah, no, nah, we um okay. Yeah, no, nah, you bringing me really back into that kitchen. That was a minute ago. <laughs> um, okay. We had a big rice cooker. It was super huge. I think it was like five gallons um uh yeah I mean it it depended on who was at who was working a shift really that's really what it came down to yeah because you have people like me that actually care about my job (laughs) like when I make sure I'm doing something I want to make sure I'm hitting those notes so like um yeah um that's probably what it was. I know that... Uh, shout out to Chef Will um, at Desmond's Island Soul Grill once again. Oh, yeah. Um,
0: shout
2: out. Brother reminded me that you uh, you take your pinky and you just dip it in the water. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the first line on your finger, pinky, that's where the water should be. And you should be touching the rice from the pinky. Okay. So, yeah. um, Oh,
0: when you at first initially start Mm -hmm. cooking it? To cook it, yeah. Ah. Whoa. Yeah, that's...
2: Okay. That's... Yeah, that's like the... All you got to do is mix it, stir it a few times, Mm -hmm. and then you should be set.
0: So top of the rice is where you rest your pinky. Right. Oh.
2: Okay. And it should be even.
0: Even. Yeah. Okay.
2: Might have a little ring, but yeah.
0: Got to get back to you. Yeah, yeah, the the description.
3: The taco. Taco.
0: So... (laughs) Our tongue and and teeth have hit the rice and the rice is perfectly cooked. Uh, After that, we start to get a crunch, a nice healthy fresh crunch with a nice light fresh flavor, like straight from the garden, right? No frozen vegetables. But we had a nice crunch of cool cucumber Mm -hmm. and a nice sweet and crunchy carrot absolutely delicious so once we you know we had great texture here so we got crunchy got soft and now we got crisp you know um so we do that and then we have oh my god we have fried so fried gives us that we had a conversation about this before umami that flavor profile yeah and usually umami you know comes from uh it mimics a flavor from monosodium glutamate known as msg but it's that flavor that makes your mouth water. Um, it's that ooh, feeling, you know? Um, so we had fried oyster mushrooms. So you had that and like this, I don't know, was it like a, it, it felt like teriyaki. To me, it felt like teriyaki sauce, something sweet. So the, I had this. Unagi. It was umami?
2: No, unagi. Unagi. Or eel sauce, traditionally. Oh, eel yeah. sauce. Yeah. Okay, eel yeah. Eel sauce and uh, spicy mayo. I still kept it, you know, sushi-based.
0: Okay, so yeah, you had that cream. Yep,
2: yeah, there was a cream cheese, a vegan cream cheese inside.
0: Oh, my! in the taco? Yes. Oh, see, I didn't even know that. So all of these flavors were melded together in this perfect, creamy, sweet, tangy sauce. It was absolutely perfect. It was like getting a taco at Taco Bell with the Baja sauce. If you're into that, yeah, it's just the best. So we are looking forward to more sushi tacos. I would love to see sushi tacos. That sounds great. Sushi taco stands, sushi tashi, sushi taco <laughs> uh, restaurants um, all over the world. It's worth that. We're going to get that done, We're putting that out there.
1: I think it's going to be super duper. Yeah, super dupe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, we're going to get some um, Angry Cock drinks. If Angry Cock had to make a lemonade for Verde, what would she make? Mm.
2: So that's funny you say something along the lines of that because, you know, when, I, when you make a good japanese base um, rest, recipe, Yuzu is a really good flavor profile.
0: Yuzu citrus. Yes. Yes. So, working off the Yuzu citrus, I would do Yuzu citrus, Anjou pear, mm. Asian pear. Can you no. talk good? Anjou pear. I know we're doing Asian here, but the Anjou pear, I'm picking that because it's got more of a brown sugar, deep flavor that I need to pull out. So, Anjou pear, um, Yuzu citrus. And this is where she goes crazy. Lavender.
2: Mmm. Ha
0: ha ha.
2: Yeah, you did the magic spin on there. Yeah. So I actually do have a drink called Susie Juice. And it does consist of yuzu,
0: mm-hmm.
2: pear, white grape,
0: mm. ginger. Ding ding ding. Three.
2: And uh three the same. Yep, yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> um we know the pairings, exactly, we know the pairings. Exactly.
0: Wait, what kind of pair did you choose?
2: Uh yes, it was Asian pear. It was Asian pears. Okay. And mm. um and oh, I cannot forget jasmine tea. Oh. So all of that blended together makes sushi juice. And that's one of the parent drinks that I've created f- to help.
3: You that know, sounds really pair good. with
2: the, the, sushi. Sushi, yeah, ta- the with, sushi. Yeah, sushi taco or? Well, I do need to start making with the tacos. I honestly had, I made it like a few times. I haven't stayed on it. Mm-hmm. Um, however, like I know when I want to bring it out, cause like. It's really it really goes with the consistency of like show stopping. Mm-hmm. And once I actually have my own restaurant or situation mm-hmm. where it's completely my own establishment, mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna always have it stocked. But like That'd be dope. Yeah, like that sounds great. But, sushi Taco, that sounds so good to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It's real.
2: But your lavender like spin, I love that. Like that, I was like, okay, there she she hit the, she hit the mm-hmm. magic L word right there.
0: Yeah, y'all know something crazy. The lavender just reminded me of something. Over the weekend, um, in Virginia Beach, right near the water, the ocean front. There were these uh, a huge rosemary bushes, I saw, mm. and the rosemary bushes were in full bloom. Mm. And the flowers are like a bright purple. Yes. Have y'all ever seen yes. a uh, blooming rosemary bush?
2: I have.
0: I don't or am I, I the have. first one? Hmm.
1: I don't know if I have or not. I've seen a lot of plants and Didn't I key in that. on so many because photography.
0: Yes. So
1: I have I have so many photos of plants. I wouldn't know. I couldn't tell you what they were, but I'd be keying in to No that, doubt. Because you know I, mean? I walk around and be exploring do would like just I just be walking and walking and I'll peel on every back block and sometimes you come up you know come across somebody got some uh, unique plant in front of their house or mm-hmm. uh, yeah you find some unique stuff just walking around on the on the regular so I have a lot of photos I have a lot more photos than I thought I did because since starting this podcast it made me go into my roll the decks and start like picking out all like just looking for a flower shot. because back when I first started photography I didn't keep. I wasn't re- I was really bad with organization. Mm-hmm. So nothing was named and, you know what <laughs> what I mean? Oh, it's just, I was just doing photos and just, it'd be numbers and that'd be it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then I started going back and scrolling through them like, oh, there's another one. There's another one. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going to share them once I get them. And all you, have, all. A you have a lot. You share a lot.
0: And they are so I dope. Have a
2: whole lot more. How many years have you been um, shooting? Um, <clears throat> it's probably been. Eight years, okay.
1: Maybe like eight, eight years. I'm trying to think. Maybe, maybe a little longer. At this point, damn time be moving. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I think it's been about roughly eight years. Okay, something like that since I first picked up the camera. Yeah, yeah.
2: Maybe close to eight years. Maybe a little less.
0: Here's the uh, rosemary bush in full bloom. Yes,
2: they look oh. lavender.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: I've been to a lot of places right. with my camera, and I have so many photos of like this really random place, especially in different countries. I went to um,
2: Portugal mm. oh,
1: man. one time, and I walked. They got a lot of islands I, on the right, on the outskirts of Portugal.
2: Yeah, the Polynesians.
1: Yep. So I went to, I can't tell you what island it was, but it was some island, and I walked that motherfucker almost the whole island. Mm. Almost walked. Uh, I walked the flat spot of my shoe. <laughs> oh, but they had a lot of different plant life and cows. It's like, it's like mm. a lot of like land. You know what I mean? So I got a lot of crazy photos from out there. I found out the day. Pretty dope. Uh, yeah. This conversation's going
0: really groovy.
1: Yeah, I think you did. are having a good old conversation. I want to hear about this book that you was mentioning.
0: Oh, yes.
1: After you get back. Um, this
0: book is amazing. Have you heard of it? Uh, right, Use
1: of will? Mm, I haven't. That sounds like a good book. Yeah. Yeah. Photography, though, man, that shit is. Um, I picked it up by uh by chance, really. Mm. I I never wanted to be a photographer. I never had no intentions on picking up a camera, but just somebody that was close to me that I was leaning on to do it for me just wasn't mm, doing so it. So you had to get it going. Yeah. yeah I had to get it going myself, and it's all intent. Like I, I'm gonna do it until I find somebody else to pick pick up this torch for me because I got all this other shit going on. Mm-hmm. But I ain't never put it down. You know what I mean? So and then it just it became more therapy. I I, I, ain't, I don't think about it till now, like how much I used to like how much I used to do it. Mm-hmm. I used to go just me and my camera. And I used to go out and I would just I would drive aimlessly. I wouldn't have any I like no like oh I'm about to head this way. I would just get in my car and start driving. And just didn't stop for a while and then get out and explore. And see what the fuck is wherever I end up at. But I didn't realize until later how much that shit was more therapy for me. Because right. it was just me, the time to sit with my own thoughts and reflect. And like, you know what I mean? Wasn't anybody there to distract me. Mm-hmm. I could put my headphones in and tune the rest of the world out. And I would have a task to do that kept me occupied. Then my, my brain occupied by whatever I'm listening to. And I could just tune out and kind of
2: like, you know what I mean? It was my escape. That is, a, and that's honestly like a, like you said, therapy, mm-hmm. like like none other. Well, really, I sure. do that a lot too. Yeah, um, shooting. Yep. And minus I, the music, but that yeah, would be a good add on.
1: Yeah, the the music for yeah, especially, I used to it it made a, it gave me a sense of anxiety. But I used to like it because it really detached me from the rest of the world. I used to with the headphones in, I couldn't hear anything. And when you're exploring somewhere you don't know, it's brand new to you, you know what I mean? You want to hear somebody walking up behind you and shit mm-hmm. like that, but like I said, it would add that anxiety, but it would allow me to really disconnect and say, fuck it. Like, mm. ain't nothing, no distractions at all. Just me, what I see and what I hear. Mm-hmm. And it just took me completely away from the rest of the world, you know what I mean? Um, and then watching the world wake up, that was my thing. I used to make the thing, make it a point to like find places I could. Uh,
0: Mm. Thank you. That's right. perfect. Yeah, right here. Thank you.
2: Yeah, that rosemary, like you said, be
0: in front of people's yep. houses. Thank you. That's good. And yeah. Um, uh, rosemary, yeah, out on the ocean front. It's like the perfect. The perfect growing conditions out there. So I am pulling out this really um, amazing book. I was introduced this. I was introduced to this book um, by Drea, actually, of the owner of um, mm. House of Consciousness.
2: Mm, full circle.
0: Yeah, she had a book club, and um, it was mostly women. I think there was maybe one or two men total. And this was the first, I think the first book that we were introduced to, Right Use of Will. And um, it's an amazing book. It's a book that took me several years to really kind of fully get through. Mm-hmm. Um, the book is so, I would say, intuitively written that it connects to, I would say, a source to really give mm-hmm. a message that the book is almost a journey. So as you're reading it, you're kind of going through these stages. It makes you aware in a certain way. Where, um, like we talked about earlier, how your awareness was raised by the Morris brother, I believe, about the pork and the gelatin.
2: Yeah, no doubt.
0: And then the next day, you became aware that, yeah, I'm not feeling good, and I know it's the pork. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with this book. It was like kind of giving awareness to like just life things. So, what I like to do is just like randomly, just, um, and, and it's not even really randomly. It's just where I end up selecting. Mm-hmm um kind of let source go through me and just let it land somewhere. And usually mm-hmm. it always tends to speak to um something interesting with a group of people around can connect to. So I just selected an area. It's called the influence away from free will. So long ago, before there was any experience on earth, the will was denied in the heavens by spirit energy that did not understand itself well enough to accept will energy. The spirit energy saw the will as holding it back. The spirits who manifested this viewpoint wanted to have more expansive experiences than the will seemed able to accept. The spirit energy perceived the will to be in apparent opposition to this. They saw themselves as though they were birds chained to their perch by their wills. Overpowering of the will took place in every way it could take place, including disconnect from the spirit. This split has been in place ever since. Many times the will has almost recovered on earth, and as many times this recovery has been undermined by something still held in denial. Because the denial was not recognized, it drew each time an outward reflection that seemed to deny free will by stopping the recovery. If this outward reflection had been recognized for what it was, the will could have recovered. The understandings needed were not there, then or recovery would have taken place. The will is not wanting this to happen again. The failure so far to entirely recover lost, will should not be judged as evidence that this cannot be done or should not be done because free will does not work. Free will needs complete acceptance and not conditional acceptance so that it can give its full contribution. Did that speak to anybody first and foremost? If not, then you know that's yeah, cool.
3: No, yeah, but
1: I was, saying, I was trying to—I was trying to define what what I looked at as free will.
0: Oh, that's important. She has a definition in the beginning, so I should do that, mm. maybe. Okay. Mm.
1: Yeah, because that's important. How I wanted to find this thing.
0: Let me give an introduction. If this book is for you, you will know it from these first few pages. This book may stir emotional response. Please realize that this book is meant to trigger you and is not meant to be just a mental exercise. If you feel emotions being stirred, please do your best to allow these emotions, direct expression as any sounds they want to make. (sighs) Please do not act in response to what is being triggered. Just be present with your emotions. Okay. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, So the definition... um, the unconditional love of the spirit for everything that exists has been understood on earth for some quite some time. This, in fact, has been called divine love. Now there is a need for another understanding on earth, that of divine will.
2: Mm. Okay. I'm,
0: <laughs> I'm looking for the definition.
2: Of free will?
0: Yeah, because she does define it at one point.
1: Yeah, because I'm, 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 I'm trying to fit that free will, how I view free will, into a mode of not being good for the, for the self. You know what I mean? I'm trying to align with what, you know what I mean? But, I'm, but again, but when, after she read that first part just now, it made mean, me understand, like, hey, this is not to be, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I get it. You know well, now, you
0: know, let's so. engage with it. So I like this better. What is your definition of free will?
1: That's what I was trying to define myself. What, what, do I, what do I define as free will?
0: hmm You know, back and forth, you know, if you feel you have a definition. What is free will? Free will.
1: Because i attach it you to the, have that you have the free will to do anything. So that's what I mean, you have the choice. Is that what free will is to is self having the ultimate choice?
0: Free will. Well, she says divine will. So, is divine will and free will to you two different things?
1: So, what does she divine as divine?
0: Uh. Well, she just said there's a need for another understanding here on earth. uh, Divine will. So, I'll read the next paragraph and we go from there. Most people on Earth have made a separation between their spirit and their will. They have believed their own will was not acceptable, and that to love in the way that God loves, they must eliminate their own feelings and opinions and do what they have imagined to be the will of God.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: An understanding is needed here. The will of God is not in opposition to the will of the individual. Okay. Mm. If it's not in opposition, it's what we did. okay. Yeah, I get it. To me, what I hear is it's both light and dark, or what you perceive as light and dark.
1: Yeah, I get. I guess for me, I feel like free will is is your choice. Um, that's the only thing. I, that's only I, I can. Your choice. Yeah, it being your choice, like having the having having the choice to choose, like the. What you want that's the free will of it all like you know what i mean mm-hmm. like whatever you decide
3: mm,
1: okay you know what i mean and uh and i guess how i interpreted what you said about the god version is that you know what i mean it it is what it is what he decides as well you know what i mean mm-hmm. but it's not and it's, it's not to make to contest what you feel mm. your free will is you know what i mean you can do whatever you choose to do mm-hmm. but you also going to do what's what's in the plan for you to do as well simultaneously mm. i guess um I don't know.
2: That's a, that's a tricky one. <laughs> I can I can speak on it from a perspective that I could relate to in this very moment, honestly.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and because we kind of like got into this space, I I feel like being like we're we're aware of the filter that we can kind of use, so this will be an unfiltered thing to say um, mm-hmm. uh, very respectfully I think my divine will in this moment would somewhat look like making sure that I gave my partner some time this evening to, because I know that she has our children right now Mm -hmm. and i'm using the choice of my free will to kind of be here Mm -hmm. but instead of me acknowledging that i can only just be here i'm also acknowledging the divine balance that could be in place that could help her life, my life, mm-hmm. the children's life, we all kind of like sharing this mm-hmm. For sure. equilibrium okay. instead of being in disharmony mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where now that wouldn't really reflect divine in, in her eyes or even mine because it just, it, you have to embody that will for real mm-hmm. because like we do have a choice to do what it is that we want to do, say we are gonna do, quote supposed to do, you know, all of mm-hmm. those things sure. like, and some of us can just say, I'm not gonna do none of that. Mm-hmm. And you know, they don't represent a certain geometry in a way Mm -hmm. that you could Mm -hmm. say, okay, this is equilateral triangle or nah, Mm. that's obtuse or that's acute. Mm -hmm. You know, we we got a pyramid on this earth Mm
0: -hmm. and it's
2: equilateral, it's equal on all sides. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that reflects divine will coming back to that in, I don't know, I'm, I'm just speaking from that space of where I know I'm responsible, where I know I'm acknowledging the most high, where I'm acknowledging it all. Mm-hmm. And just being real, because I honestly, I do, I do believe in like, spur the moment Mm -hmm. because spirit like spur spirit spiral spirit like Mm -hmm. this spiral created we we are able to create time and emit Mm -hmm. our frequencies to show and share with the world that all things plants brought us here today Mm -hmm. that's even saying that that's divine within itself. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that. I I am a rock with it. Like I'm I'm still bound, but I I also know that I it, you have to mold time. It's like mm-hmm. when you're in pottery class or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, right, right. So yeah, it, yeah. That's, I'm with it. Yeah, I follow you too. No I'm doubt. Respect it. y'all. Without, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I know we kind of went off the podcast, <laughs> spaceship. <laughs> yeah. Like No,
0: this is I, not off the podcast. Okay, this, is about, this is literally what yeah. this is about. It's yeah. like who we are. I just want to show people that plants are literally a part of everything. Yeah. And we're yes. having normal human conversations, but look at, how, look at how intertwined our lives are within plants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like plants and just human nature. Rooted. Yeah, because we're a part of plants. Like, like we're alive. <laughs> we're alive because of the plants, you know what I mean? Oh, that's the shirt on. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> mhm. So, no, we love to have these different, you know, type of conversations. This is great. Shout
1: out to my homie uh Tony McCraven. That's, that's who shirt this is. Oh, rooted. Okay. his brand nostalgia.
3: Shout out. I'm to late. Them. Y'all just said that. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, but
0: how yeah. the shirt says rooted. It's a dope like oh, What no, kind of green thing. is that? Like a like a it's like a uh, what would you call this? Almost like a slightly faded type forest oh. green, mm. in a way. Heavily
1: yeah. washed green.
0: Like heavily washed green, yeah. Wash a shade jade Monsters almost, a almost a, a jade. Warm jade.
3: Oh yeah, warm faded jade. Yeah, warm faded jade. With yes. like
0: a not quite cream, like an ivory rooted font, super dope. True, yep, true. Yeah,
1: shout out to my homie Tony Mcraven. Actually, he was uh he was a part of my journey in this podcasting world. Because mm-hmm. when I first started, I needed, um, I, I said before I had, podcast network was always the goal, but I figured I was like, right, I need to do a podcast myself so I can understand what it is. And the dynamics of before I try to go start a podcast network. And he was one of the people I would pull up on, pull out a microphone, and just sit down and talk. And then go back and just study that of hearing myself converse with him, and then figure out, like, all right. I learned a lot about myself in that period as well, but he was, you know, you know, what I mean, he was one of the person I used to lean on. Just pull up and just have conversations, record it, mm. just take it back for study material to understand dynamics of conversation and talking back and forth and the value of conversation. So, oh uh, yeah, ties in. Yeah. No, that's, value of conversation is important. Full
2: circle. And yeah. I think that's we're gonna get, we're gonna. I mean, I I know the more of ATP that happens. Mm -hmm. you'll be able to discover a lot of these moments where it's just very, like, synchronistic or magical, if you will. You've been having a couple of those.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's what it's really been like lately. Mm -hmm. It really has been. And it's like, am I surprised at certain things? Yeah. More so, well, no, I'm not really surprised. I'm going to say I'm more so hella appreciative. But when I see it come up, I have a knowing, like, yo, I did that. I did that because of the mindset shift, who I decide to show up as every day. Mm, I see. You know, you got to realize when people have, you know, consistent, consistency with certain things, they are actively making that happen through discipline and lots of different things. So in the matureness of life realizing that it's like, man, it's so dope. So to me, it just lets me know that I'm going about ATP in the right way. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time I've been really open to letting people in and creating together. Um, cause I'm not sure if you've experienced this, but in the beginning of my entrepreneurship life, um, discussion of money was always a difficult thing. Um, so I ran into, that in the beginning, Um, and I was just scared to have those conversations with people, and then I was also scared um, because I saw other business owners who sold their businesses because they actually told me, you know, in conversation, I don't want to expand and work with others, Mm -hmm. so I was like, oh man, I've always wanted to work with someone, but every time I did, you know, things just didn't flow right whether it was me them or both of us or whatever the case may have been Mm -hmm. so uh now i'm like i'm so open because i understand now that everyone has strengths and their strength in numbers and building and what's most important is working together in entrepreneurship and having fun so it's not like all about the money, but it's like, yo, while I'm doing this, I wanna have fun.
3: Mm-hmm. It's about the journey. It's yeah, so it's
0: about the journey. It's so now I'm like, oh, I know who I wanna work with and everyone I wanted to work with, I'm working with now. So like I said, y'all have a lot to look forward to. Most importantly, y'all have flavor to look forward to. Because yeah, some of that stuff y'all eating out there, it just it ain't hitting for what it's hitting. And um we're gonna, you know, let y'all know. Just by y'all having the taste that we provide and we're gonna link up with some of the best other uh, plant-based chefs as well yeah, right shout
2: out to them yes of course the to we, bring we you the network. flavors yeah. the network is important
0: yeah. it's like a trusted network you know when you go into a target you're gonna get some of the best affordable brands like but when you go into the other store <laughs> <laughs> y'all don't even know what's up so <laughs> you don't know what the quality is going to be like so that's what we're like the target of plant-based foods in a way <laughs> and louis vuitton sometimes too wow shout out like... to uh, matthew mckinney <laughs> i'm trying to go to his school for um raw foods mm. he makes some super fancy raw foods and he has a a, a school what's his name again um, I think it's Matthew Kenny or Matthew McKinney. Okay. Shout he out to is Matthew one of the McKinney.
1: chefs I look up to as well. Shout out to Matthew McKinney. We can get him on the podcast more oh. day. Let's put that energy out in the no universe. No doubt.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What side of the world here? I'm, I'm going to
0: show you. I think he's in California. We,
1: go. we just need to get a
0: sponsor to get us out there real fast. So. You, you would love his stuff. Check it out. Check Check it out. Um, it's like you learn how to make plant-based foods taste good, but making it look beautiful and also um, creating just wild stuff like you did, making um, sashimi mm. out of watermelon or tomato. Tomato. I guess you can talk call that a tomato concaté in a way. <laughs> That's what they called it in chef school. Well, you mm. steam yours in chef school – that's when you boil the tomato until mm. the skin pops off. Mm. But you only boil it for a short amount of time. Right. You could use that method too, I'm thinking. Slice oh, yeah. it thin and then marinate it in like some tam- tamari and some ginger or whatever. Plants. All of this stuff is made from plants, y'all. That's how that happened. <laughs> ATP.
2: Yes. ATP. This is really dope. Shout out to um, Matthew McKinney. I mean, Matthew Kinney.
0: Yeah. So we want to thank you guys for listening this evening and tapping in with us. Do you have any final thoughts or words you want to share with the people about what we can expect for Verde?
2: Yes, uh, we can expect this year to be uh, a very great offering from Verde to the public, to the private. However, we need to get busy. We getting busy and we are um, serving, you know, a grand service. Um, We will have an establishment. We will be in these streets, doing these pop-ups still, doing these events. Mm Trying to get it to you, like give you an opportunity to have this experience, um, maybe become a part of the, you know, family of supporting Verde. Uh, Eat your chakras is our slogan, and uh, the heart gets what the heart wants.
0: Mm. Verde, Verde, give him a follow on Instagram at official. Verde, V-E-R-D-E The Menu
2: Yes, cookbook's coming soon
0: Hey, cookbook's coming Peace, y'all Let
1: nice. them know where to find you at
0: Where to find me at? Yeah. Find me on TikTok They don't stop, uh <laughs> TikTok And the name is At all Things Plants Underscore A-T-P Follow the
1: podcast on your social media platforms. Just look us up. All Things playing Podcast. Yeah, that's all. I just wanted to plug that in. Love it.
2: Peace. Peace.
0: This has been fantastic, y'all.